Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I just want to take a moment to mention the podcast sponsor, retrogamestore.com.au. Head over there for all your Game Boy refurbish and repair needs. Screens, shells, buttons, all the bits and pieces. And there's a complete custom build made to order service as well. Also, plenty more retro gaming goodness like video cables, display stand and power supplies, controllers, etc. And you can add the code PIXELPI at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, take a moment to say if you enjoyed this episode and haven't already, give it a subscribe or follow and a review where you can. And maybe you want to recommend the Pixel Pie podcast to anyone you know that would enjoy it. That'd be really appreciated. So, thanks for listening. And now let's get on with the show. This is Daniel Bones, and you're listening to the Pixel Pie podcast. G'day, Daniel. How you doing, buddy? Good, 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 good. to be here. Yeah, cool. Uh, you're in um, you're in Chicago, right? Yeah, I'm just outside of Chicago, probably okay. at, you know 30, 40 minutes west. But okay, lived in the suburbs for a long time now. Awesome, awesome. Um, have you been to Galloping Ghost? No. Oh man, I can't believe you got this collection and you're not been. Do you know what Galloping Ghost is? No, I do not. Galloping Ghost is probably the biggest arcade in the world really yeah you've got you got homework to do bro it's in chicago so they have got yeah i'm just gonna leave it with you just when we're done here google galloping ghost and uh i don't mean to embarrass you or anything i just assumed you're a gamer and you live in chicago and you have like a season ticket to galloping ghost dude you're gonna lose your mind when you go there I, I've not, <laughs> yes i am i've not been there but yeah it's you know they've got all sorts of stuff like I think they've got something ridiculous, like 600 cabs. Um, oh, wow. And that's only well, on the I hope, they, I hope they made it through last year. That uh, sounds amazing. It's very much uh, the guy that runs it. I, I mean, I'm, I sort of dabble in sort of arcade stuff um, just because it's all gaming. It's it's as much about preservation as it is running it as a business. Um, I guess it's like a lot of electronics. If you sort of leave them to sit and get cold they don't turn back on again one day sort of thing so it's it's just the irony of them um oh, but yeah man it's in your it's in your neck of woods um so yeah anywho enough about that guy let's talk about daniel um i obviously am interested and i think other people would be in your collection uh everything i mean it just in your insta it says here uh sharing games in my collection from nez to, to present um that's that's a big window. And when someone says that and they mean it, that is a big effort. Um, so I guess we'll kind of just touch on the collection and then we'll kind of wind back as to when little Daniel sort of felt the urge to fill his home with all this memorabilia and all this <laughs> gaming history because it's people like yourself that are building exclusively large, specific collections that are really preserving. Um, there can be sometimes some like, some sort of crap thrown at collectors because they're the ones pushing the price up, but they're also the ones that are saving things from garbage bins and, and getting trashed. And someday we'll thank those collectors for hanging on to all this shit. Hey, well, you know, I'll probably catch a lot more heat than just being the collector who drives the price up because uh, my wife and I have been 
sellers for many years. Right. So, you know, I've been a part of that game. I've seen that game. I've, you know, found some amazing deals, but then I myself have been a part of, you know, uh, I guess the economic side of um, retro games. And, you know, not that I, you know, support the bubbles, but I'm not going to argue when these games are selling for us, you know, at such high cost. Um, I guess, uh, so I guess when it comes to, you know, the thought of putting together the collection, um, to start that, uh, I, I travel a lot for work. Right. Uh, like sort of domestically? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just domestically. Obviously I, at the moment, primarily. Yeah. I've been, a, a in the telecommunications industry, climbing cell phone towers. I did that All for right. 11 years. Yeah. Uh, so we exclusively traveled throughout the U S and, mm-hmm. uh, we always needed something to do in the hotel rooms. Um, one day we stumbled upon a little, uh, a little retro shop and we all decided to get our, you know, childhood games back. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, found a little, uh, a, a SNES and, uh, bought a Mario all-stars. And I'll tell you what, it kicked off from right there. Yeah. That was right. about eight, eight years ago. Yep. Eight all years right. ago. And I've amassed, you know, all the things that I'm trying to share now. Yeah. And you really do. And it's also, there's a, um, you know, the, the, the type of photography that you do has a little style and it's really nice to sort of see, you know, the way that you present all of your gear. Um, is, is your, have you insured your collection? No. Mm. I asked this if everybody has got a lot and I'm like, I don't want to be, you're probably similar to my age and some of the people I've spoken to. And I'm like, I don't want to be that uncle, but Holy cow. You've got some stuff that's like so incredible. I'd be starting to look at like, you know, actually sort of cataloging it. And, um, but you know what? I'm not giving advice. I'm just, yeah, I'm super nervous. When I, when I looked for the house here, I had a, one of the things that was a must was it needed to be a newer home with an upgraded basement, you know, yeah. one that I'm not going to worry about um, yeah. flooding or anything like that. Yeah. So that was it. That was a big one. But no, I have not even looked into ensuring the collection. What I have done is keep things up off the floor. Yeah, that, this is a good start. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many stories of people that have had like their boxes of like precious Pokemon cards stored downstairs, you know, in a crate. And oh, yeah. They get three feet of water and it's just all gone. It's interesting what you're saying before about being, you know, on the cellar end and stuff. And I was having this conversation with someone else about, it's all good and well to kind of give the the sellers a hard time. I mean, the PlayStation Five is a totally different thing, but when you're talking about retro games and why prices creep up, you know, if you put something out there to auction and two people want it bad enough, then it's the seller that has driven that price. Sorry, it's the buyer that's driven that price. Right. Um, and I guess then what happens is it capitulates because everybody look back over previous eBay sales and sort of go this is what it's worth and this is, well, what I'm, this is what I'm going to have to pay. And this is where I'll start my bids at. So, well, it's, it's all demand. And it was so wild what happened last year mm. with, with, you know, everybody considers it the, the COVID spike yep. that happened to uh, N64 and mm. GameCube. I mean, they just skyrocketed. Mm. Uh, I joke with uh, some of my friends and even somebody on here on Instagram, he hooked me up with uh, paper Mario uh, for the N64 right before this all started. Mm. So, you know, essentially that went from, you know, this 
you know, a game that was maybe a hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, and the thing just doubled. Wow! Uh, he's like, "Hey, I should have never gave that thing." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll sell it back to you. It's going for around three, three fifty now. <laughs> and it's wild to see some of these things that have just, you know, because I remember, you know, this was two or three years ago. I remember watching, you know, YouTubers talk about the bubble and when's the bubble going to burst. Right. Mm. And it's coming, it's coming any day. Now, this is like 2018, 2019. Mm. And here we are and things are higher than they've ever been. Yeah. The bubble just gets bigger and it's making that noise that (laughs) getting so tight. I mean, it's a fun bubble to be in too. I mean, you could, it's, it's the beauty of being in a hobby, you know, something or a scene where, it's a it's a bubble you choose to be part of. It's a bit different to the housing market or the job market, where like if you don't get that shit sorted, you and your family are going to have a really hard time. Um, oh, yeah. The amount of whining and whinging that goes on about someone that can't complete their collection as a hobby with their excess, you know, extra cash. It's like, oh man, come on, why don't you take that extra money and buy a little perspective? You know, um, it's <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to be enjoying this, and I get it. Some people are very obsessive and they love to collect. But at the same right. time, I think maybe they've drifted a little way from the reason why they started. And that's right. Um, so, and it kind of started getting there for me um, uh, to just like you're saying now, uh, you know, when I first started doing all of this, you know, I would, you know, buy a big collection and sell much like everybody does, you know, yeah. sell off what you don't want, yeah. uh, keep what you want. Uh, but in the beginning, I was very much just keeping everything yeah yeah and i I amassed this this gigantic collection of hundreds and hundreds of games of each platform um and i think it was sometime around last year that i decided to purge and kind of get rid of tons and tons of stuff and just keep the things that i actually could see myself playing right Um, because i think at one point i had you know over a hundred snes boxed games and you know sports games and and all that stuff and i just i'm trying to preserve it yes but i i don't need all that it's just going to sit there and i'm never going to play it so i cut that down uh you know got rid of a lot of that and now i'm looking at you know a respectable 30 40 that i can actually pull off the shelf and go wow you know the the box art's amazing on this um, I could show it to my kids and say, Hey, does this interest you guys in any way? And he go, yeah, they might be lying to me just because they want to go play Xbox yeah, or whatever, but yeah, yeah. they'll spend 20 minutes with me and, you know, we'll bust it out. Play oh, that's it. Nice. And yeah, it's, it's really cool to be able to do that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I did, I was, I did purge a bit to get it down to a respect, more respectable wall of awesomeness. <laughs> it, it's it's interesting when collectors like yourself that just go in so deep and then sort of turn around and make a decision um yeah. it must be a pretty rewarding feeling when you actually uh just kind of you're like okay i need to move some stuff on um yeah i was watching um i use um plex on my tv for like my sort of mm-hmm. movies and stuff and uh on the tv it has like a like a free movies kind of channel and i was just sort of flicking through it and going oh was it and i found a doco which i'd never heard of before was i like to watch docos about richard Gamer. it's called nintendo quest and it was about um a couple of guys in uh, i think canada because they start working around toronto and the documentary guy sort of like they've been gaming together since they were kids 
I think they're kind of like maybe early 30s at best, already have established collections. And the the challenge was to collect all like 638 NES cards in a month. And um, it starts and they're kind of getting into it and they're getting bits and pieces together from their friends buying a dozen here, a dozen there and starting to work. I haven't finished the doco, but... Man, and the, the the rule was no internet. You can't use internet. No, oh, no eBay. Yeah, no eBay. And I'm like, wow, that's hardcore. Like they just knowing that everything's out there, and you could just buy it and have it all turn up at your house. And as long as DHL's on time, you win. Um, that must have. There's some so, pricey ones in there, though. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. So you were saying you kind of a lot of yours has come from buying bigger collections, bulk, and then keeping what you want which originally was almost everything but obviously that number starts to dwindle as you double up and stuff and then pushing yeah, stuff think, on yeah i think in the beginning of you know my collecting you know when i was a little more motivated to find more yeah. um there was a, a couple big lots that i purchased that helped me just you know grow this thing quickly mm. um and then as time went on i mean it's probably been about eight years of of me seriously collecting um my wife who's an online reseller um she kind of does dirty work for me now yeah, yeah. where she facetime me when she's out at garage sales and re- oh. uh, you know thrift stores and stuff like that she finds some pretty amazing things for yeah me. cool but the you know the the motivation to get out and you know find things is definitely you know calm down now that i I'm very satisfied with the things that I have. So mm. it must be fairly challenging for her then in the last of 12 to 18 months, because there wouldn't have been a lot of, as much opportunity to get out to these thrift stores and, and garage sales and things like that. So you guys have had to sort of rely on, I guess it's kind of peaked at the right time for you then. Like you wouldn't want to be starving. Like a lot of people are for, you know, more, more stuff and not be able to get it except for just, you know, on eBay. Exactly. Yeah, well, it, it, affect, it affected her um, uh, a lot more than, you know, myself. The telecommunications industry is never going to stop, you know. But so for her, it really affected her because, you know, we shut everything down. And, you know, they didn't do garage sales anymore because of, you know, social distancing and COVID. Mm. Um, but we did have that spike, which was amazing. Um, you know, my online store, I couldn't keep things in it. Uh, it actually, I was looking to stop. So that clear out that I had was kind of nice because it's kind of given me the motivation to just step out of that and let her take over that whole thing now. Mm. Um, And now it's even more hard for her because, uh, you know, so many people were out of work that they all became online resellers as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. My daughter and I, my daughter's like uh, sort of 10 this year and her and I on a Saturday, if like, if my wife's working and we'll go and hit a few of the, I don't think like we watch a bit of YouTube and people kind of wander around thrift stores in the U S and mm-hmm. it's not as good over here. It's the, and a lot, some of them don't do a lot of um, electrical or electronics. Cause you know, it's got to be sort of tested and tagged and that becomes an overhead and they just don't accept that stuff. And I'm like, I wonder what happens because it obviously people just throw it in a bag and it ends up somewhere. Like I wonder where that goes. They obviously siphon it off to someone but we'll wander around. And I think it was only a month or so ago, my daughter and I were wandering around and it was the first time I'd really seen it, but people kind of like, like someone like your wife speaking to someone 
somewhere else sort of going what's this and what oh, can you look up blah 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 and they were like kind of price scanning at the time and they were looking oh, yeah. through clothes and things you know and yeah making the two dollars here and the two dollars there so yeah interesting and the, the problem is with like any kind of like secondhand markets and almost garage sales as well that people now are smart enough to kind of get on their phone and go what's this worth and you mm-hmm. kind of rock up at a market and it's the it's kind of an eBay price minus 10%. You sort of go, uh, I don't know. This doesn't feel as cool as picking something up. But I guess the beauty no. is you, you can hold it. It's right there. You don't have that risk of eBay. So it's still worth it. And if you want something, you just buy it. Like when you're collecting, you need to accept there's a price of entry. Um, and that's just how it works. If you want that thing and it's within your uh, price range, you just buy it. You don't kind of doodle around yeah. with it, eh? Yeah. Um, I think, it, you know, the, the, the fun of the hunt, you know? Yep. Um, I think at some time, a couple, eh, probably four or five years ago when I first started getting motivated into, you know, hunting and garage sailing and stuff like that, I was watching YouTubers. Um, uh, they kind of got me motivated to go out and do that stuff. I had always been real thrifty with my mother growing up yeah. Um, we'd go to a lot of thrift stores and stuff like that. Um, so I, you know, I started watching these YouTubers and finding these amazing deals on video games and, yeah. you know, some of them they're not even keeping, they're just flipping them, uh, yeah. which I, I kind of don't agree with. I mean, uh, similar to what you said earlier about, you know, this becoming a job for you yeah. and losing interest in it. Uh, so flipping has never been something that I've been interested in. Uh, I will teach her how to do it, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, for me, you know, as if, if I'm not, you know, in love with collecting and finding these things to put in the collection yeah. and I'm just looking at it, you know, to turn a profit, then it's going to be done for me. Yeah. So, so, so the difference is like before you said, I'll buy a big lot and keep what I want. In reality, it's, it's like when you're paying for gold, you kind of scoop in and you pull up your little bucket full of just whatever's in the bottom, the gravel out of the river and you shake it around, you shake it around, you shake it around and the little nuggets appear. You have no <laughs> less respect for the bits that went through and you're happy yeah. for someone else to have them because right. you don't want to keep everything and you got to right. kind of try and make some money back as opposed yep. to the people that are just like, I don't care what's in it. I'm going to open the box as I pull it out. I'm going to price it. I'm going to put it on straight on eBay. There's zero sentimental value. Um, right. I mean, it is easy to sort of go, oh, those jerks. But at the end of the day, I guess they're still rescuing it and moving it on and someone's got to make a profit from it. Um, But yeah, there's this distinct difference between what you do and what others are just doing. Yeah. So um, do you have like a favorite kind of console IP? Because you cover a lot. I mean, I'm looking at a page here and I'm looking at a GameCube controller, a couple of Game Boys. Like I'm just looking at a few pictures here. Uh, an Xbox game and some N64 carts and a Wii U cart, like, uh, and a PlayStation car and a Superboy. Um, that's just me scrolling down a page and stopping in one spot. Yeah. So the, the SNES has always been my favorite. Um, I, that holds a place in me because, uh, so uh, I'm 37. So was, the NES is a little too early for me. Yeah. Uh, we had one when I was younger, but I think it was like a, a hand-me-down or a cousins or something like that. So it wasn't around for very long. Yeah. Um, but the SNES does hold a place for me now. And I guess I, I, I never had any of this growing up. You know, mm. we had a couple of games here and there mm. uh, at a single mother. So we just really couldn't afford 
mm-hmm. you know, things like this. Mm-hmm. But I did have a couple friends that, and or one friend, a wealthy friend, and I would hang out with him a lot. And he had yeah, a lot of cool yeah. Stuff. He had a lot of cool stuff. I've, they're very similar, similar childhood to myself. I think a few things that kept us happy, but I always had a friend that had a, a something or other, and I would often stay at his place after dinner, and he'd be like. Uh, you kind of got to go. I'm like, oh, I'm nearly done here. Just hang on, buddy. Hang on. Can I come back tomorrow? Oh, man. So, yeah. So, you know, the, the inspiration behind all this is kind of just like I missed out. So yeah. I want all that stuff that I missed out on. Yeah. You know. Um, but, yeah. So, you know, in that page, as you scroll down, I guess the the theme that I look for, I guess if you want to call it a theme, is to just try to present, you know, different items throughout and never kind of copy the same item in the same day yeah Uh, so yeah um and a lot of times and i I will tell you now most of those none of this is (laughs) b-roll i do these either the night before or the morning of when i wake up yeah so they're they're taken they're edited and they're posted within that yeah hour yeah Um, there's interesting stuff. I mean, like even I'm looking at one picture here and I'm looking at it a lot closer and it's a kind of like a, uh, a scattered pile of N64 controllers, but um, I don't think any two are the same as a couple of the black ones, but there's the red one and the blue Pokemon one and the orange Pikachu one. And it's just like, I see a picture like that. I'm like, Oh man, that would be pretty awesome. Like that's, <laughs> that was a, that was a day that, uh, I, I took them all and cleaned them all, yeah. took them all apart, every single one of them, uh, opened them all up, cleaned them all, soaked them in a bath, all that stuff. Yeah. That's incredible. So are you able to kind of put all them out on display somehow? I can imagine like a huge, like, like a rack or something, you know, across the ceiling, across the near the ceiling there. Like they're incredible. I, I had an idea for so long. I, I swear it was a year. I had an idea for this coffee table i wanted to find a coffee table with a with a glass top but a shelf underneath it so i could set all these controllers out on the shelf with the glass top over it and i looked and looked and looked for i swear it was a year and finally one day at a thrift store i found that exact table and that's the that's you see that in the uh background of most of my photos in there the reflection of the controllers underneath most of my shots. oh yes i'm looking at a few pics here now like of the so that's the coffee table and game I've boy wave the- race and you can see them through there peeking through <laughs> yep oh man that's awesome that's i just there's so much you've got so much like so 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 much um what is your so the snes was kind of like the one you grew up on is that still probably your favorite to play on uh, yeah, just because it's the most well-rounded, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the graphics of the SNES, they, they don't try to go over the top. They do what they're capable of. And I always thought that was really cool. You know, the music always hits. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when the, when the X, N64 came out, you know, with the polygons and all that stuff, it, it seemed like they were reaching for too much and we weren't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as I do love the N64, but the games just don't hit as hard as you know all of the classics of the super nintendo yeah i see you've also got a few obscure ones like you've got a uh a sega nomad um you don't see them very often at all um there's like when it works (laughs) yeah there's like 12 12 batteries every hour sort of thing (laughs) yeah 
um how is it like it's it seems like such an awkward thing to hold it's, it's like a weird shape and the lens is a weird shape and the buttons are all sort of up there like how do you find it to actually kind of hold and play and stuff well i think it's you know it's more of a gimmick i guess you know because it, it plays a full-size genesis cart right you just put yep. the normal cart in it yep and it's just like the the super board that i got you know mm. if you want to play your snes play it on the tv mm. <laughs> you know if you, if you imagine seeing somebody in like a subway station or a train with this super boy and their super Nintendo cart sticking out of the top, you know, mm. it, it's not very, it doesn't make sense, but mm. they're very cool, especially for photo purposes, you know? Yeah. What other sort of uh, obscure kind of, um, I guess, pieces have you got that you're happy to sort of share with us that you think are like, man, I, I don't think- see that that often. I don't think I have very many obscure items. Um, I, I believe I just got most of the common stuff, you know. Mm. So you got um, think you got to think for like Jordan sneakers as well. Oh yeah, um, I don't have many Jordans, but I, I do like Jordans. As I mean, growing up in the Chicago Land area mm. in the '90s, you know, during that you know peak in yeah. chicago sports yeah. uh very much into jordan so you know a lot of my friends and stuff are into jordan shoes and the fact that the jordan shoes came up through the era of the retro video games i thought it was so cool to kind of pair them up together and yeah and they really do work together like uh there's the one here i'm looking at which is um it's the like the kiwi green game boy color with a pair of jordans that are blue mm-hmm. but they've got the green uh, sort of like pinstripe around the nike tick and it's like yeah, nice work there. But then you're like, you learn something else. You learn that there was a kind of bluey purple pair of Jordans. Like, oh, that seems odd. <laughs> and that was the 90s. They yeah, just, they're for everybody. Just did that Every stuff. Color. Yeah. Hmm. So um, would you have a rough idea in your mind of across all the consoles, how many carts you might have? Oh, no. I have, I have no idea. Thousands? 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 Uh, at, at least a thousand. Wow. Do you have any complete collections? No, no. I, like, like I said, I, I purged because I, I don't want to hold on to things that I'm not going to play. Yeah. I need to just keep them for myself if they're just going to sit there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any kind of like, uh, like goals, like, um, like, a you know, all of the Game Boy colors or any of that sort of stuff? Like, are there things like that that you shoot for that are a little more manageable? So that's, that's, uh, currently, uh, I'm trying to do the North American Game Boys right. um, and, and knock them out one by one. Uh, right now I'm on pockets, but okay. just they're getting, they're getting tough. You know, the price of Game Boys are getting up there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so, I see there's a few Game Boys in here. You kind of got them opened up. You just sort of open them up and clean them up and that sort of stuff. You're not really modding them. Yeah. So I kind of I got into modding. Uh, yeah. I was really excited to mod, you know, spent, couple hundred bucks on yeah, handheldlegend.com buying yeah. all this cool stuff to do yeah. it and then I, I did a couple and it was really cool and i really enjoyed it i, lo- I love tinkering with things anyways mm. but then while i was doing that i was kind of realizing that i was taking these game boys some that were in perfectly working condition mm. and essentially you know and no offense to anyone but um destroying them so yeah i got more into 
uh, at least preserving the ones that I could find that were in good working order yeah, yeah. and taking them back all the way to their original form, you know, yeah. polishing any imperfections out of the plastic, you know, replacing the screen. Most of the time you have to do that, but, yeah. uh, and that's where I got, you know, motivated to try to collect all original sets. Mm-hmm. I, I think most people would appreciate what you're saying that, you know, if you take something that's in pristine condition and then just tear it apart in order to flip it, with an LCD and stuff like, uh, you're a monster. <laughs> I say that <laughs> tongue in cheek, but I mean, yeah. I think if I think if I most people just buy these kind of big junk lots, and most of them yeah. are blemished in one way or another. I've got a bunch of really nice. I'd say probably good eighty to ninety five percent condition. But then anything, and then for every model that I collect, I've got a version that was from a beta shell and. Um, yep. you know, it's been modded, and so I can enjoy that, and nothing has to be risked at all. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I, and I know that's you know what a lot of people are doing. You know, these screens come; they're all damaged or or uh, faded out, or you know, the pixel the pixels are dying out. Um, mm. So, I mean, they're going to get replaced anyways. Yeah, or um, they're going to get left in a box somewhere, or maybe thrown in the in the right. trash. So, right. I guess at the end of the day, it's better to see them come back and be loved again and appreciated. Yep. And um, yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, the uh, the uh, you know the pocket screens. <laughs> mm. I, I can't find pocket screens for the life of me. Right. Those, yeah. I always struggle with those. Yeah, I, I agree. I, maybe, yeah, maybe they just changed something when they built them when they did the screens. They do well, tend to. You see a lot of them with the burnt the yeah. the polarizer as torch. So, don't want it, people. It's doing. harder to replace. Uh, it's harder to repair the the lines in the screens with the pockets. Yeah. Yeah, I guess at least the beauty is the screen comes away from the board. It's when you've got a DMG screen, you're kind of like, well, now the whole, I've got a couple like that where there's a bit of leaked crystal on the side, just sort of tucked away under the lens or a couple of the um, uh, the horizontal lines that you can't get. I've seen people fix them, but the verticals are okay. And it's like, oh, well, now this, you feel like you lose more because you lose that whole front board. Um, and I, I honestly thought that, with all the modding that goes on, because I've got a few that I've bought and just slight screen blemishes, apart from that, the game was in really great condition. I honestly thought that if I asked around some of the people I know that are doing, um, you know, refurbs and mods and stuff, they'd have like a bucket of front boards with screens to get rid of. And right. they're like, oh, I got one or two, but I'm sort of hanging on to them. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't really realize. So, and that makes more sense, you know, when people are kind of looking to complete, you know, complete in box condition builds and things like that that right. you don't give anything away if you're in a hobby i've got i'm at the end of sort of a hobby i've got three or four hobbies sort of still in my shed in different states of array and i open a drawer and i'm like you know it used to be in rc trucks and rc planes and this and that and the other i'm like i don't even know why i kept that like that's i don't even know what it does anymore because i haven't used it for five, five years so never get rid of anything especially when you're a dad you never get rid of anything right 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 Mm. so um so what's what's the goal i mean you're certainly taking the foot off the gas like yeah sort of focusing more on stuff that is just rarer or are you still kind of looking at ticking a few of the the nostalgia boxes where are you where are you going well so yeah there's there's obviously well i don't say obviously but there's still some you know boxes because i'm very much into the complete in box and there's some that are, you know, near impossible, but there's some that are just, 
the price is just so high. <laughs> mm. So usually when I run into a situation like that, um, I find a few things that I can let go, kind of, you know, make a little bit of my money back to, in order to afford it, you know, because I, I need to be, uh, I need to make the smart decision and, mm. you know, I, I can spend a little bit of money here and there, but you know, some of these boxes are just getting ridiculous. So mm. I have to avoid those. But yeah, that's, you know, the goal is to find just the mains, the, the main things that I want, you know, yeah. uh, complete in box. Those make me really happy. <laughs> what do you, uh, and sometimes people don't like to give, sort of give away their, you know, their crown jewels, but what do you think is probably your most prized? It might not be one, but two or three really nice inbox items that you just, you'd have to have a bump on your head to let, let them go. Well, so I guess, well, I have her earthbound, but everybody right. says that. So I feel like it's it's not about the money, but yeah. um, no, of course I not. Do, yeah, I have a a GameCube um, a console complete in box yep. that I found at a thrift store for it's like twenty five or thirty five bucks. Oh man! Um, and I asked her if I can look at it. She brought it up to me. I opened it, and everything was in the bags. Yeah. So I closed it and said, this is mine. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went home and it was it was yeah. brand new. It had just been opened and never used. Oh, man. So there it sits, brand new, opened and never used. It's a, a Zelda collector's edition. So the game's inside sealed too. Bad income. That is so, insane. You know, and, and that's pricey, but the, the that moment for me was just priceless, you know? Yeah. Wanted to run away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shatter from the rooftops. That is like an, an ultimate win for those of us that are, you know, in the hunt for fun. Oh yeah, you can't you can't ask for something better than that. Yeah, I so, haven't had. Yeah, I'll never let that go. I haven't had anything like that happen to me yet. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not trying all that hard. I'm a bit of a lazy hunter. I tend to just buy, <laughs> to hit the kind of buy it nows for Game Boys on eBay. I, I can't be bothered bidding because I'm happy with. I guess, you know, mediocre kind of condition Game Boys. Uh, my eyes are fading, so there's a few scratches on the lens and it's a metre and a half away. It probably doesn't bother me too much, to, to be honest, anyway. Um, but, yeah, I'm yet to find, you know, a, a garage sale or a, or a thrift store and just sort of go, Ooh. like, even recently I was out and I was looking at a, one of our sort of thrift stores and they had, like, a an Xbox. I think it was, like, the lime green one or something. And they kind of wanted like over two hundred dollars for it, wow! In a thrift store, and I was like, uh, "This is this is not how it was when I was growing up." Thrift stores were like, you know, everything's a dollar kind of thing. So, you know, the cost of running those organizations is obviously these. A lot of these are like, um, uh, you know, like Salvation Army and some Vincent de Paul and stuff, and so they're they're supporting community type organizations. So yeah, they got costs, but at the same time. Right. Everybody's got a phone and everybody knows what something's worth and all that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. What do you think is, um, and maybe you don't want to give too much away, but it sounds like you've moved more towards collecting. You've never really been like, a, I'm buying to sell, but what do you think is like the next bubble? I mean, I, I sort of see the Wii and the Wii U starting to get attention because as generations grow into that um, available income, yeah, that generation there's people that love the Wii. my family and i we love the Wii. i just recently got a wii u and i freaking love it um so there's going to be other people um, yeah I, I had a, a friend of mine tell me a year ago buy wii u because it's going to start blowing up yeah and here we are now so i think the wii u is coming up a bit and uh 
uh, DS and 3DS. Yeah. 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 Tough time because I just started looking into getting more DS and 3DS stuff and mm. the prices are just get, getting up there. So and it, it is tough because like over here in Australia, like within my area, if I look in like a 12, you, know, you go on say Facebook marketplace and I sort of look at like Nintendo DS, let's say 12 mile, whatever, 15 kilometers, whatever. And I could pick up probably 10 Nintendo DSs with a bunch of games, sometimes with a charger. And what I would say to be pretty reasonable condition for like 50 to $75. And I'm okay. like, and I'm like, do I start grabbing a couple of colors and stuff? And like, it's like, where do you invest and where do you end up with a box full of stuff that no one wants, you know, a year or two down the road? 3DSs, 3DSs are still big. Like, oh yeah. Anything that's a special 3DS. Oh, it's, it's still $300, you know, $250, mm-hmm. $300. It's like, that's probably going to be the big, big one, I reckon, in the next few years. Yeah, it, you know, it's all a gamble. You know, uh, you know, a little bit ago, you still got, you know, retail stores selling Wii U and 3DS. Mm. And mm. I, I had always looked at some of that stuff. And my collector mind, uh, you know, and part of my reseller mind is saying, do I purchase some of these and leave them sealed? You know, mm. in, in 10 years, am I going to go, Ooh, I'm glad I left that sealed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not into it for that. I don't want to buy it and keep it sealed. I want to yeah. open it. So I can, yeah. I can never do it. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Have you ever bought anything sealed in box? Uh, no, if I did, I got rid of it. Yeah. Everybody says that. It's such a, I've had this discussion before and I'm just like, I couldn't have it on my shelf. Just wondering if it's just a bag of sugar. <laughs> yeah. i need to know so what's the point of buying it if i'm going to open it i'm just going to burn oh it. that's so tough that's so tough you know it was it, i had thought about that because somebody had offered me i think it was at a i went to like a comic con or something like that and they had games here and somebody yeah. had that Mega Man. uh i think it was an snes cart like an anniversary edition right and there was two made uh, one was a blue cart and one was like a crystal clear cart and you right. never knew what was in there. Oh, wow. Uh, and I, and I wanted that thing. I wanted that clear cart. Um, but you know, you know, buy it and open it right there in front of them to make sure it was real or, you know, like you said, it could be a, a brick inside of there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. But that's a brave, brave world. I'm not interested <laughs> in. You take a certain mentality to be able to have a bunch of sealed inbox stuff. I've sort of delved into Pokemon cards and it's, it's, it's the same. It's just like, uh, who knows what's in that box? You know, it's a booster box from whatever, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I've got some, some good re- uh, people to reach out to here on this platform. If I find some steel stuff. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be little signs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I see you got quite a bit of a Xbox in there as well. Mm-hmm. So you just you really do just sort of cover all bases. You're you're not a fanboy. You're a fanboy of retro gaming. Yeah, you know the Nintendo obviously holds a bigger place in most people's hearts. Yeah, know? and it's yeah. a lot more collectible. And yeah, um, but I I do try to you know if I think it's cool and it looks fun, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you get much time to play between sort of being a dad of three and working and collecting and stuff? So, so they're a little older now. Uh, I've got a teen, right? Um, and about to be ten and about to be eight. So right. they're a little older, you know. They're not yeah. they're not being babied anymore. Yeah. So I do kind of try to set aside uh, an hour each night to either 
you know, watch a show or yeah. do a little gaming. Um, right now I'm currently trying to do um, Uncharted 4. Right, right. So yeah. do you um, – you, so having all these consoles and stuff, I imagine you've got like a nice CRT somewhere uh, to plug into. I, I don't have the space for it here. I have uh, one big CRT in my garage that's just there. Right. Um, and then I do have a, I have a little gaming setup in my office at work, another okay. big CRT. Yeah, nice. Um, but here I don't have the space for it. Mm, and what you just sort of like take a console to it and just sort of play around with that for a bit. Yep. Yep. It's a good way to do it if you can isolate them. I have all mine right here, sort of in front of me, and I kind of go, I'm going to play something. I kind of look at my six consoles are all patched into a switch. And I'm sort of like, what? Um, oh, that I guess. As then I run EverDrive, so it's like, what are you going to play that? And you start doing that whole sort of like Netflix kind of just hunting through, through, and you know, for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> like, now you're being stupid. Just and so often I will kind of just focus on a console. You know, like recently I sort of started looking into the PS2 and just sort of playing those games and recently before that my last requirement was a gamecube and it just it just astounds me the gamecube is just because i've looked at you know i've watched and played mega drive nes nes ps1 ps2 and gamecube up to wii u we've got a wii as well and i just can't understand how the wii how the gamecube yes i understand what it was up against but i can't understand why it didn't people didn't go this is freaking gorgeous like i can sit here and just watch game intros and just think man if i'd have seen this when i was a kid and and cared because i would have been sort of like mid-20s or something i think and i was way too busy for computer games at that time surfing and skating and partying and stuff you know so that yeah for the gamecube with me as well that i i feel like i slept through that whole era because I was a teen and into skateboarding and stuff and we were a hundred percent outside. And so I kind of missed that GameCube era altogether. Yeah. I can remember going to people's places to hang out, you know, about that same time and, and people had PS ones, you know, there was always like Ridge Racer and Gran Turismo and things going on at people's houses. But I never competition for Nintendo at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And I can remember sort of reading stuff and listening to the podcast about it. And they kind of like, I think it was actually kind of like the like the games journalist industry kind of sort of said to Nintendo, hey, don't you guys have like a console coming out? And it has like, yeah, we got this GameCube. And they came, they kind of, I think they kind of knew that they'd missed the mark a tiny bit. Um, and it's right. weird how they were still kind of doing like the, the Game Boy player. I mean, that's when you sort of see that, you sort of go, are you guys kind of still milking that from back? Like, or are you looking forward to the future? That, that may have sort of gone against them a little bit too. I, I'm no expert, but when I see... God, I'm, thank I mean, you, back, though. Yeah, I mean, back compatibility is a great thing, and now yeah. people are screaming out for it. The PS5, if you can get one, is, you know, it's a, right. big, it's a big deal. It's a big part of it. Um, yeah. D- do you uh, have much, in a way, of, like, uh, Game Boy carts? Uh, so I didn't... I guess I didn't really get into collecting Game Boy until, you know, maybe maybe a year ago or so. Right. I've got a nice little collection, but I really don't like to 
with the same thing, you know, if I, if I don't see myself playing it, I want to keep it, but I guess I do have a little box full of Game Boy cards that I'm not playing because they're just not really resellable. You can't really find anybody to pawn them off on. So often you get them with the Game Boy and you're like, Oh, well, I'm not going to throw it in the rubbish. I'll just put it in the box with the others. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's a nice little set. Uh, I definitely love the Game Boy Advance. It is so much fun to play a Game Boy Advance. Mm, it's a nice. It's just. It feels nice, doesn't it? It's a. It's a weird thing when something in your hand just. You're like, this feels great. Um, I play a bunch of stuff. I find the color pretty good too. If you kind of got the color in the pocket, even if you got like a nice little like like Pokemon, you can play like in a GB in a color, mm-hmm. just sort of one handed. You know, there's. You can kind of lay on your side in bed and just so you can just use your left thumb or whatever and just sort of drive around and just keep hitting that button and stuff. I'm like, yeah, this I've played. Um, there's a Pokemon Stadium type game on the Wii, and um, I think you can take uh Pokemon from your DS and sort of transfer them over, but you're literally you kind of just it's the same, you don't use the Wii controller like you don't use the motion or anything, it just becomes like a D pad and a button, and you literally can just lay on your couch. And just move the D-pad around and then just occasionally press the button and they do their thing. And you're like, this is the laziest gaming I've that's, ever that's done. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so you And the beauty of Pokemon games is you can kind of just fall asleep and nothing happens. <laughs> and you wake up later and the Ash is still standing in a paddock or you're halfway through a battle and you're like, huh? oh, thanks, thanks for waiting, guys. Anyway, <laughs> just uh, good. Yeah, actually, time. I was really excited. My, my kids... Uh, my older uh, son was into Pokemon growing up yeah. and then that kind of phased out. Um, but recently my, my younger kids got into Pokemon uh, with uh, let's go Pikachu. Yeah. And I just got them. Let's go Eevee. Cause they beat Pikachu already. Yeah. So I was really excited. And I went down here and I was, I was showing them, you know, some of the older game boy games. And yeah. Check it out. It's the same thing. It just doesn't look as cool. And they're like, yeah. uh, no, it doesn't look as cool. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Go to your room. Oh, it's too much reading. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's good. That's good. It's nice when your kids show any form of interest in what you enjoy. It's anytime we can kind of drag them away from, you know, what, because they're just so absorbed in everything they do. Right, any, right. Anytime we can kind of bring it back into our world. Um, my, my daughter and I, it sounds boring as heck, but we enjoy watching the 3D printer print you know, we'll find something and just sort of That's sit so here cool. and have a chat and just watch this reel of plastic spaghetti turn into a, I don't know, a Pikachu for you know, sake of a better thing. And, yeah. you know, just to think that what your children are experiencing and, and, and have the benefit of these days, what they'll be doing with, you know, in their, you remember the movie Tron, like, you know, how they just like zap the orange and stuff and, mm-hmm you know maybe they'll just be like there's this thing you just press the button and there's a pikachu it just draws atoms from whatever Hmm. yeah you know i I appreciate that a lot and you you see that a lot of my posts i i I mentioned my kids a lot because and many of these times they are down here with me and enjoying this collection so yeah the only problem i have with that is like my room's kind of like a probably uh like in Australia, it's probably an average size bedroom. It's got like a sliding cupboard on one side and a big desk. And you could put like a child's single bed, a chest of drawers and probably a, a toy box. Um, but I've got it kind of like, you know, I've built a table for my CRT and some cabinets and things like that. It's quite tight. You sort of, when I walk in, I kind of, 
I could probably do it with my eyes closed, you know, it'd be the same in your space. You can't walk in, but when my daughter comes in and she's sort of like, Hey dad, love you so much. And the elbows are flapping around. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I really love you being here with me, but could you freaking stand still because you're making me so nervous. <laughs> All right. Time to go now. Bye. <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know if you have the same experience. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're just all over the place. So um, luckily I've got a little more space, but it is, I'm, I'm, a, I'm very cramped down yeah. here. So. Yeah. Awesome. Cools. Well, um, oh, look, I just think that anybody that sees that goes to your Instagram and checks it out, you know, it's, I've sort of really started, I guess, understanding like for me, Instagram's always been, more of a, a visual diary. I can go back over the last probably five to six years and I, I've got like two and a half thousand followers, but I'm sure at least 2,500, 2,400 of them no longer follow me because they're all from previous hobbies. And, yeah. you know, they're kind of, as I move through and people don't unfollow, but you can use it as sort of like a visual diary. And I start to see that in other people's accounts. And the more I ask people to be part of the podcast and they'll go back to their first post and sort of see the first Game Boy they picked up from a market for two bucks. And and then you kind of watch it explode in their lives. And, you know, yeah. yours is yours is the same. It's, you can see kind of as you're picking things up and like you said, the stuff, the, the pictures you put up is like, I either did it last night or I did it this morning. And you kind of went up and went, yeah, I love that. I need someone to see that. And then yeah. the picture comes up and there it is looking beautiful and great. And um, there's, there's nothing better than seeing someone that just enjoys and puts the time into, to highlight the beauty of stuff. You know, it was, it, it's, it's weird because, you know, I started this Instagram account because I had gotten into, you know, the raffles and stuff that they were doing yeah. on here for so long and claim sales. And I looked at that as like another avenue for possibly, you know, getting um, rid of some of this collection or selling off things or possibly raffling myself. It was very intriguing. Um, but as I started to take some photos and share to establish, you know, followers, um, I really fell in love with sharing and creating. Mm. Um, and I think what's really cool, because I did that too, I, I went all the way down to the bottom and kind of checked everything going on on up to present times and i really started to get more interested in um sharing uh you know what i consider art in the shot um so it wasn't just so much of like you know here's what i'm doing right now how are you guys doing mm. you know here's a question i actually started diving in and setting up lights and trying mm. to get the right angles and stuff and it, mm. it felt so good to me so and up until now, you know, I kind of keep a, a darker theme. Uh, I joke about it being my dungeon down here, and yeah, uh, I like to keep it a little dark. And uh, so that's where I am now, and I, I, I'm really proud of how far it's come along, and I'm I'm really happy to have met so many awesome people on here too. Mm, no, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. yeah, I agree with everything you say. So um, it does. It does have a sort of semi dungeon feel, but it also has a. <laughs> You know, you're highlighting what the, the subject is. And um, one thing that's sort of amazed me the most, and there's a few people that really do it a lot, is like, and you've, I'm just looking at a few of yours now of like uh, Game Boys out in nature. And um, it just seems so obscure, but then it seems so right. And it's hard to kind of put my finger on it. You know, you've got a picture here of, you know, a, 
a sort of like a pink translucent one, you know, with the mountains in the background. And, you know, there's another one of like the silver, silver pockets of, you know, half buried in the gravel near the dunes. And it's like, but it seems to be, it almost has that kind of like, um, you know, Space Odyssey 2001, you know, the, the big monolith that's just sort of like jammed into the surface. Right. Well, it just it looks like it's supposed to be there, but it's, it's still confusing. It's a little confusing. So I, this was like a running joke with my wife before we left because I told her, you know, I could either like do some B-roll and just have some photos so I can post because I hate to, you know, let it die out while I'm gone. I was gone for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I said, or I can just bring a box full of Game Boys and do yep. this Game Boys in the Wild thing that's kind of like really cool. And she's like, so you're going to bring Game Boys and you're going to take pictures of them in a tree. And I was like, you know, funny story. There's a lot of people that are climbing trees. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, you might I brought laugh. a little box of them and, you know, we'd go to some really cool places. And I'd be like, wait, honey, wait, before we leave, I got to go stick this Game Boy in the yeah, sand. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty funny. It was it was fun to do, though. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I feel like I need a Game Boy. I thought about this recently. Just any old Game Boy. It doesn't have to be a great one. Just a, a $90 kind of pocket or something and just leave it in the glove box of my car and just every now and right. then just just pop it next to a trash can or you know pop it next to the the fuel bowser and just i i did this um we were a few years back we spent four weeks in california and um so we sort of landed in la and then we uh went to disneyland anaheim and we built the droids go to the droid factory and the kind of uh you can probably you might be able to see the red and white one up there so it's about sort of 12 to 18 inches high and remote yep. control and stuff and if you flick back through my instagram quite some distance because that was like that was 2019 um we then had another sort of uh three weeks from there we went to san diego back into la santa cruz up into san francisco and then back down again and I just kind of got these two droids for my daughter built one as well. And I got them and just sort of placed them in photos at moments, you know, like Big Sur and at the, um, in San Francisco, I went up to the fort looking over the, the bridge, the Golden Gate, and just these moments and at the front of Legoland and looking at the roller coaster and people like looking at me like, eh. some people can't look at you, but some people are like, yeah, oh, that's cool. Where'd you get them from? Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I'm like, Disneyland, man. Like, don't you know what Disneyland? Oh, you can build this at Disneyland. And I was like, You're in America. How do you not know you can build droids at Disneyland? What do you live under a rock? Um, it was so funny, but just having that little travel buddy, you know, and just going back and and I guess that then becomes a little moment that you kind of where you stopped, you looked around and you took in what was around you, and you're like, Where is this best gonna suit and complement? the situation and, yeah, take the, think, and take the photo and when you can look back you can go i could remember being at big sur and stopping and looking and going wow that bridge is freaking tall and this is that because i was considering the shot as opposed to rocking up out of the car stretching going all right let's get out of here you know <laughs> yeah you got that ur- ur- urban photography yeah yeah i like that yeah, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Well, look, um, your stuff's awesome. I love it. It's um, I think it's great when I see something pop in my feed, and before I know who it's from, I can tell it's yours. Uh, uh, it's really some some styles really pop with people, and this pops with me. I love just seeing, you know, what you do. I is really good at um showing, I guess the the art, like a lot of box art as well, 
And um, I think a lot of people have got stuff because of the box art, even if the game right. is terrible. Um, right. And I think you've expressed that quite clearly. There's a lot of stuff you just love having and looking at, and that's pretty rad. So I would encourage anybody who doesn't yet follow uh, Daniel Bones. So you're under uh, my underscore retro underscore Bones. I'll put that. That'll be in the show notes, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you have other collectors that you kind of follow and you'd like to kind of, you know, give a shout out to. I always do. And um, this week is uh, Fleet Mods. Uh, this person um, in Wales, United Kingdom, and just is just one of those members of the community. Just very much what we're talking about. Just really beautiful photography. There's a lot of like, I mean, he's got some pictures of like, uh, you know, Nintendo's in front of castles, and we don't get that every day. Not where I live, yeah. anyway. It's, amazing. I've seen it. It's freaking amazing. It's one thing that blew me away when we went to the US, um, and I think part of the gamer community and this like Game Boys out in the wild type photography. Like when we went to the US, I mean, we've only, this has only been a country for 200 and something years. Um, you know, there's there's kind of like fences for sheep, you know, in Europe that were, have been there like 500 years longer than this country's even yeah. existed. Um, right. And you get to see that. You get to see a little part of the world because I think people are doing, like, like fleet mods are doing what we were just talking about, where you're considering your space and the environment and just taking that moment to stop. So, yeah. Uh, some really great uh, shells from the community, some really great photography, even a bit of Game Boy camera photography. That stuff always cracks me up. Uh, I'm trying to work out what it is, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I get that. And it's it's just confusing, the Game Boy camera, but, hey, it's a thing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if you don't already follow Fleet Mods, then I suggest you do and just make that part of your feed and get more inspiration and more joy from what other people are doing with game boys so yeah i i now give you the opportunity if you've got other collectors or some people just sort of say oh look just go and see who i follow because there's too many it's just always so awesome the uh, conch- yeah, I, yours. a couple people um i guess um i really enjoy uh marky pie i mean yeah everybody sure. knows marky pie yeah and, yeah. and re- retro gab if you haven't seen her their posts just they just uh they're so positive and like uplifting you know marky pie him and his attitude they can kind of really just get you going and yeah. and raise your spirits and uh retro gab um if you check her out she's got some really cool um reels and stuff like that yeah yeah um, gabby so, the game boy girl yep yeah, yep because- so recently i've kind of just seen her like come out of nowhere and they're just they're so funny and uh uh, I enjoy those a lot. Um, yeah. It's the one person I can think of that I wanted to shout out was uh, I Hognut. Um, he's like the father of the community here. Who was Killer that? Collection. Uh, I Hognut. I H O G N U T. N U T. Right. I'll have to get that off you a little bit later. I H O G N U T. Oh, get rid of that. Yep yeah 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 he's a he's a big snes collector like myself mm-hmm. uh father he collects a little bit of everything and he's got yep. killer um um action figures and stuff too oh, uh, he's a, been like a that's a whole new level right right yeah he's just like a a father to the community everybody looks up to him you know um very positive and uh he's always he's always been there Mm. Um, I love I love that sort of stuff. Like one of his recent or his most recent posts is like the SNES Batman 
but then he's got like a like a really high quality uh, Batman sort of statue behind it. You know, I love seeing the blend of the the games and the merch in in that one picture because it really they just complement each other. Yeah, very much. He'll always post an SNES game, and I'm like, "Damn you, Lou! <laughs> you yeah. found it. I don't yeah. have it yet." All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's um, just what you need, someone making you buy more stuff you didn't already. <laughs> right, yeah. right, yeah. So, yeah, uh, other than that, I'd, uh, I got the, a couple of group chats I do on Instagram, you know, Salty Snail and my cafe. Uh, shout out those guys. Right. Uh, other than that, that's all I got. All right, man, that's cool. I'll, um, I'll just, Salty Snail, what was the last one you said then? Uh, and and the cafe. They're just, uh, they're private chats. that I. Oh, have. okay, they're not people. Yeah. Yeah. There's I got to fi- shut them bit of fight club stuff that's cool yeah yep. all right no worries all right buddy well look thanks so much for your time um i appreciate you sort of coming into so sort of arvo and sometimes when you're a dad anytime is the most worst time ever <laughs> when you've got children um, but that's how it is so i appreciate you taking the time out no, thank you for having me on me uh having me on here i really appreciate this man uh, what you're doing is extremely cool it's been so cool to you know, hear from these people that you essentially have never seen before. Yeah. Uh, and you get to learn about, you know, what yep. drives them, yep. what motivates them. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is really cool. And I get to meet, I, I personally get to meet everyone. I mean, we all get to right. meet everyone, but I get, and I'm really privileged and I really like, I've, I've sort of said to a few people, you know, I've done a lot of traveling over the last sort of nine years and the last couple of years for all of us has been a challenge and we haven't been able to travel and, I, I always tell the story of kind of like rocking up in a cafe in Santa Cruz when we were in the U S and uh, my wife's there for coffee and I'm also there for coffee, but my daughter and I start talking to this fella and he's a bit older than me. He's probably like 60 odd. And he's like, Oh, you're from Australia. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, Oh, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Oh, I play a bit of rugby and the master's division. And he goes, oh, I'm, the only place I've ever been was Brisbane. I'm like, well, that's where we're from. And so then we're just talking for 40. My wife's like, I got my coffee. I'm out of here. And I'm like, go. I'm never going to meet this man again. I just want to talk to this total stranger about life here and there. And what have you been up to? And when you can't travel and if it's what you like doing, there's only so much you can get from your local, you know, grocery guy yeah. before you've talked about everything. And, right. um, yeah. That's what I really, really love about all this. I'm just... I'm talking to people from, you know, Chicago, Florida, Wales, you know, Scotland, wherever it's the world's out there and I, I can bring it all to me and then give it to everybody else. So I appreciate your, your support. Yeah. I really do. I think it's amazing, man. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll certainly end on that note, mate. Thank you so much for your time. You have a great weekend. I'm going to keep watching. I'm sure a whole bunch of other people that haven't heard from you before will start watching and uh, yeah. Just keep collecting the cool shit so I can admire it and I don't have to spend the money on it. (laughs) All right, man. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for your time. eh? You have a good weekend. You too. Bye.